Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode. I'm here with Monica Tanner from the Secrets of Happily Ever After podcast and website. It's uh, so good to have you, Monica. Uh, thanks for so being here. So fun to be here with you, Mike. <laughs> yeah. So uh, today our topic is how to woo your wife. So the, you know, this is in my program, this is like a little bit later on. Typically, guys are coming <laughs> in at, um, um, not necessarily. Sometimes it's just like the they're at that spot where they're like they feel like they're doing everything right, but their wife just isn't interested in in physical intimacy with them. Um, so they're trying to figure that out. So definitely, like, how do we, your wife would be good there? Although what we talk about right is that like you've got there you're doing lots of stuff that's unattractive right now. You got to get, get rid of that first. Um, so that's kind of what we talk about. But um, but yeah, so maybe if you can just kind of introduce yourself, kind of uh, how you got started, kind of some of your background, and and uh, what you do. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so my name is Monica Tanner. I am a wife to a super hunky man. I've got four amazing kids. One of them has graduated from high school, has left the nest. We've got three teenagers left with us. Life is busy and full and amazing. And what I love to do is help couples, you know, kind of keep that spark alive throughout the busiest seasons of life. And I feel like this is one of the most crucial periods, kind of this empty nester where you're kind of making the transition from, you know, revolving your life, you know, around the kids and their activities and all of those things. And then they kind of start to leave and you realize like, oh my goodness, I only have a very short amount of time with these kids. But remembering that the most important thing that we can do for these kids is not to give them everything they've ever dreamed of. It's to exemplify what a healthy, thriving marriage relationship looks like. So, uh, you know, being a child of divorce, I saw my parents divorce, my grandparents divorce. I come from a long line uh, and lineage of, of divorced couples. And so I knew I didn't want that for my own marriage. So I started studying marriage at a very young age, Uh, And I went to school to study uh, sociology and child development and all of that and really started to understand the power that parents have on their children, teaching them this kind of relational blueprint. So that's kind of my whole goal in life is just as I'm figuring it out myself to kind of help walk others through the the complicated landscape of having a healthy, thriving, passionate, fun, sexy, you know, amazing, fulfilling marriage while also raising children and building a business and doing all the other important life things. So that's kind of what I do. <laughs> awesome. Great. And yeah, so and for, for your audience, so my name is Mike Frazier, uh, MD. So I'm a psychiatrist, went to medical school, residency training, all that. Um, and then I do marriage coaching for men. So well, what I say, and this is who I help, I help high achieving Christian men have more intimate marriages. So physical, mental, emotional intimacy. Um, my program's called Strong Men, Strong Marriages. What I teach and believe really strongly is to be an attractive man, or we're talking about how to woo your wife today, right? Like 
there's some skills involved there, but also it's a, it's a lot of just who you are in your character, right? Like, can do you have a strong sense of self-worth? Can you manage your thoughts and emotions well? Uh, and then getting to, okay, how do I communicate? How do I bring fun and flirting and passion, which we're kind of going to focus a little more on today. Um, kind of doing more of that groundwork uh, first so that you are that strong, attractive man internally. Well, what I find is guys tend to try to borrow their self-worth from their wife a lot. Um, they try to do, quote unquote, all the right things, make their wife happy, happy wife, happy life. Seems Ugh. like, seems I'm like just that about work. to publish a <laughs> podcast episode called Why Happy Wife, Happy Life Will Never Make Anyone Happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds, it sounds nice and we've heard it for a long time, but it just, yeah, lots of issues there. Um, you know, I call it the mosquito cycle, right? You're trying to do these nice things, but you're trying to, there's something behind it, right? You're trying to suck off attention, appreciation, affection, mm. sex. And the women, they pick that up, right? They can kind of see through that, you know, oh, here's a, here's a gift or like, hey, I washed the dishes, but there's, now it's time for you to do something for me. <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, that doesn't, it does not woo your wife. That, that approach does not work. Um, so but so, so yeah, that's kind of what I do. Um, and that's what Monica does. And so, yeah, we're talking today about, yeah, how do you do this? What are some practical things you can do? Um, so Monica, I'm curious on your standpoint, like if one of my guys came to you and were like, Hey, listen, you know, I just am not sure. Like the, like, yeah, the spark's not there. It's kind of roommatey, you know, I'm just not sure how to get started. Like, what, what would you suggest for them? Yeah. Well, the first thing I would say is you're nothing's gone wrong. Like everything is, is, you know, okay. It's very, very, very common that you get into kind of the thick of, of building this life together and the passion fades a little bit. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's super cliche, but you know, you, you start all hot and heavy and you, you think that your spouse is absolutely perfect for you. And the two of you, all you need is love and you're going to get through anything together. And it's going to be this great, you know, fairy tale, fantasy, amazing life. And then you get married and you go home and the honeymoon's over and you're like, oh my gosh, what have I done? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you start to hit those challenges and you start to realize that this person that you thought was perfect actually has a lot of annoying habits and limitations and their own, you know, weaknesses and things that get on your nerves, all of that. Right. And so now it's about how do I stay in love with this person? How do I keep choosing this person? even knowing all of their flaws and imperfections and limitations. So I think, you know, when men come to me and they're like, you know, in my dreams, when I married this beautiful woman, I thought, you know, sex was going to be hot and heavy all the time. Like she was always going to want me. It's going to be like the movies or, you know, we would just look at each other across the room and then all of a sudden music would start playing and we're ripping each other's clothes off and, you know, all the time. And, you know, I, I think we know enough about marriage that that's not really how it goes, but I think men still are like, oh, like, where did I go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's... how did I get this so, you know, backwards? Like, yeah. and, and I think that really is the truth. I think, you know, when you, you get married and, and, you know, you have this, these great expectations for how amazing your sex life is going to be and, you know, and then you, you, you come up against each of your 
limitations and the busyness of life and and you've got physical challenges, emotional challenges, mental challenges, you've got all all the things that are encompassed with paying your mortgage and making babies and starting your career and you know, two car payments and all the other things that just kind of come crashing down. For men, mostly they have this kind of spontaneous desire. So they're they're still kind of at any point can kind of get there. Whereas women have more of that. Oh my gosh, I just forgot the word for it. Responsive. Mm. <laughs> women have more of that responsive desire. So, you know, they're paying bills and taking care of kids and cleaning house and and all the things. And so you know, men do have kind of more of um, kind of the responsibility or the weight of kind of wooing their wives, not just maintaining their attractiveness, which is really important, but they've got to understand that most women can't just switch on and off like a light switch. Like it takes a good amount of preparation. It takes a good amount of foreplay and flirting and and a good amount of, of emotional intimacy, feeling that connection at all times that's going to keep a woman kind of in the game for you. And if you neglect those things, it's definitely, definitely much harder to have, you know, a willing and excited partner for that sexual intimacy that men are often really looking for. Yeah. Sounds like a ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. We call marriage a people growing machine, right? So mm-hmm. it's like you get to live up to your best self and and we get to live up to our best selves. And it's just a matter of like, how do we, you know, keep growing and keep evolving and become the best version of ourselves and then choose to share of our goodness with our partner that we've chosen. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm joking with that. Sound, it, it sounds like rip up the, <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's stepping into that kind of leadership role in a way as a man. Like if you want to have a good intimate relationship with your physically intimate sexual relationship with your wife, yeah, it's kind of on on us as the guys take the lead, you know, be the uh, the leader in that. But yeah, from kind of a practical standpoint, um, you know, there's that foundational piece that you know, building that attractiveness. Okay, make sure you're being a man of your word. Make sure you are uh, following through on things. You know being helpful, managing your thoughts and emotions, not freaking out when she says no to sex, not throwing a tantrum like a little baby, right? Do it. So that kind of thing, right? We've got to manage that. But then you were talking about, okay, so like one of, one of the examples I give a lot is, uh, and this happens, right? You just like, you're in bed together. And then all of a sudden you just like turn over to your wife, like, okay, like you want to have sex where nothing else has happened during the day to kind of like set the stage for that. And so guys are surprised sometimes when their wife says no, especially if they have done the right things. Oh, well, but I did the dishes by clean stuff. Like shouldn't that then yeah. turn into my wife being interested in sex? And yeah, what I teach and sound that you teach the same thing is no, like there's uh, setting the stage or like, so what from a practical standpoint, right? Let's say this guy is 
you know, learning to manage his emotions well. He is, um, you know, being a man of integrity, right? Doing that stuff, kind of the, the baseline things that need to happen. Like what is, what are some practical things you can do next steps to start kind of building that fun and flirting and kind of setting that stage? Yeah. Well, there's certain things that a woman, a woman just, just wants and needs out of a relationship. But I think the easiest way to visualize it, the the way I like to describe it is a woman most of the time is like a computer with like 30 tabs open across the top, Mm -hmm. right? At all times. And I mean, it's just like me. If you look at my computer any time of day, there's 30 tabs across the top, right? And I can't close the tab until I'm done with the thing. Like I'm no longer needing that tab open, right? Mm -hmm. And so as a man who wants to woo his wife and wants her to be, you know, kind of up for it when he's up for it, the trick is to help your wife close down those tabs or at least be able to like look at them and be like, nothing is urgent. And so if you're laying in bed at the end of a day, like hopefully you've helped close some of those tabs, like the dishes are done, like those types of things. Not like I'm doing the dishes because I want some reward. It's like, I'm doing the dishes because I want to close down that tab for my wife so that when she wakes up in the morning and whatever she's doing in the kitchen, she's not like, oh, I've got to clean the kitchen now. Right. So it's like, as a man, you can be like, what can I take off my, my wife's plate? How can I close down tabs for her? So that's one but those are like more kind of the physical tabs, but there's also the emotional tabs. Like when I'm laying in bed at night, I'm usually going over like conversations I had with people, like what needs to happen tomorrow for my kids to, you know, be successful at school or in sports or or whatever. And I'm like, you know, kind of running through these things in my mind. And so if my husband will just ask what I'm thinking about, or, you know, allow me to kind of download some of that stuff, help me problem solve, you know, just making me feel that I'm important and what I'm thinking about and what's important to me is important to him. Boom. I can definitely start closing out those tabs. Right. And it's like, sometimes physical sexual intimacy while I'm emotionally connecting or downloading is awesome sex at the end of the day, you know? So it's kind of like both of us are kind of closing out, you know, finishing up. So, I mean, it can be that, but also, I mean, if we've had a great date or, you know, we work together on some project, like cleaning the kitchen or helping the kids with their homework and putting them to bed together or whatever, like that can also be amazing, great sex. Cause it's like, boom, we did it. We did it together. We're an awesome team. Like, let's go celebrate, you know, a great day or whatever. So I really think the key to getting your wife on board is helping her close down those tabs or at least being interested in what's open, like what's running in her mind and, and how can you make that important to you? Yeah. I love, I really like that analogy. So, um, I I think for the guys I work with, they'd be like, no, I'm, I'm like, I am you know doing the dishes or whatever but i think what you mentioned that missing piece a lot of times is you know showing genuine interest right in in their uh. life and oh yeah just like yeah what are you thinking about what, what's on your mind what are you worried about and not 
again, like watching out for that, what I call that mosquito cycle, like, okay, oh, yeah, I heard this podcast today and Monica said I should probably show interest so she'll want to have sex. Like <laughs> that will shine through, right? You've got to be just interested, right? Wanting to know yeah. what's going on. And yeah, I think uh, one thing I've seen with the guys I work with is they will often... And you mentioned problem solving, but they will often like jump to that before, or even if their wife doesn't necessarily want um, problem solving, it's just more, yeah, she wants to feel heard. She wants to feel like you care about what's going on more than it's like, oh, like, well, you should do that. You know, your, your boss is bugging you. Well, maybe you should quit. Right. Like (laughs) instead of that, just like, oh yeah. Tell me more about that. Oh, yeah, it sounds frustrating. So here's a good way to think about that, because that is a really like men are problem solvers. Like that's something that most men take a lot of like, I solve problems. Like that's what yep. I do. Right. And so a lot of times when what I tell men to like help them understand how you're not helping a situation when you quickly jump to whatever you feel like the solution should be. And whether this is with your wife or your children too, it's like good to think about this with your kids is that when you immediately solve the problem that they're working through in their mind, what you're really saying to them is, I don't really trust you, or I don't really think that you're capable of solving this on your own. Hmm. So a better way is to come into the mindset, like what's going on, what's bothering you. Right. And you know, your wife is going to unload like, you know, 50 million details of all whatever. Right. And just showing interest and being like, wow, like that sounds like a difficult thing to have to manage, or I can understand why you, you know, are, you know, irritated with that person or, you know, whatever. It just really showing empathy, but in the back of your mind going, my wife is brilliant. Like she's good with people. She's good with problem solving. Like I know whatever that is, she's going to figure out the best way to handle it. And so you just kind of keep that on reserve. But there are times where I'm like, love, what should I do? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, like that that's me. Like, I want your expertise, like help me figure this out. But usually I'll be like, let you know. Like I'm letting you know right now, I would like your help with this problem. Yeah. But most of the time, if I'm just like unloading, I want my spouse to basically tell me with his words and actions that he fully trusts me to know what to do. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, one of the things that we, so the, my approach, right? The way I help guys is we like step one is identify and eliminate your negative, unattractive patterns, right? So <laughs> like this in bed example is a great one. Um, so a negative unattractive pattern would be just like grabbing your wife's breast, right? And like when you're in bed and say, like, hey, you want to have sex? It's typically not going to work because of what we're talking about, right? So that's a negative and attractive pattern. But what's behind that action is a lot of problematic thinking, right? That we have to kind of adjust and look at, like, she owes it to me. I did all this today, you know, all that kind of things behind that. So we got to solve for that. Um, So we have to find that, eliminate it, replace it, right, with a positive, attractive pattern. So the thought process that I think you're pulling at is, you know, um, first off, like I'm interested in my wife, just that thought will generate a feeling of interest, right? Curiosity, which is great. Uh, but then I, I think one of the things you said that's really important is, um, that thought of like, 
my wife's amazing and intelligent and she is perfectly capable of solving her own problems. And, you know, I, I want to be here to support her, which again, generates a feeling of uh, admiration, right? Then your action. That thought right there in a man is super sexy. Just FYI. <laughs> like if I can track that my husband feels that way, like what you just said, I'm like, Ooh, ding, ding, ding. That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There we go. All right. We found a, a gold, uh, gold nugget here today. <laughs> <laughs> He trusts me. He thinks I'm smart and brilliant and and hot and I can handle my own problems. I'm like, that's super sexy. Nice. Yeah. Cool. And so, and that's a, that's great. And uh, maybe I'll just like jot that one down as a, yeah, yeah. a best of <laughs> <laughs> moment. For sure. Because even just thinking of like some of the guys in the program right now don't have that mindset and, um, yeah, it comes across because even if, and again, like comes back to your your underlying kind of thoughts and beliefs that drive the rest of what you're feeling, doing, what intentions are behind it. So, like, um, yeah, like the opposite of that would be kind of like my wife needs me to rescue her, or <clears throat> it thank kind goodness of make, I was here. Yeah. Right, right, right. Kind of making yeah. it more about yourself, right? Where yeah, you know, she, she definitely needs my help here and kind of thinking, you know, I want to be that. And it's tough, right? Because I think guys do, we want to feel useful. You know, we want to feel like we are contributing and helping, you know, especially our wife. So, uh, you know, maybe a way to think about that is like, look, she can totally solve this on her own. Like I admire her. She's amazing. And like, if she wants my help, I'm here for it. Yeah. So that's like an amazing, like, that's like an amazing, like cheat phrase. Like I love cheat phrases, like Mm -hmm. a great cheat phrase. When your wife like goes off on her big, long problem, you can be like, wow, that sounds really intense. How can I help? Yeah. You know? And then there, there you're going to get, like, you've just set your wife up for success and yourself up for success because now she can say, you know what? I, I just need to get this off my chest. I can totally handle it. You don't have to worry about it. Great. Or she can be like, well, I'm really struggling with this part of the problem. And I know you're really good at that. So can you help me think through this? Right. You like totally set your both up for success when you're like, I know you're really smart and I know you can handle it, but I do want you to know that I'm here and I totally have your back and I'm willing to help. Yeah. Nice. Love it. So I think that's, and I think that's a good, um, uh, that'll help guys process that. Right. Cause you know, then you still feel useful, which is important for you and you're communicating to your wife something that she wants and needs to hear. And that is, uh, like you said, very attractive to to her as well. Um, yeah, it, it, I think you, if you did you the you know, the book "Men Are from Mars, Women Are from Venus" talks about this. It's like a very difficult thing for a guy to think that someone would come to you with a problem and not yes. want uh, like help with it. No help, meaning like some advice or like a a direction to take or a counsel or whatever. Um, yeah, what I try to teach is a lot of times like listening is the help, you know, being there is the help. But I think kind of what we uncovered is important. Also, like the underlying thing below that is like she's got this and, you know, I, I trust her. I think she's amazing. Um, 
Yeah. Versus like, oh, I have to be, I have to be the one to listen so I can help her. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, it's just kind of a, it's just an understanding thing. It's an understanding that, you know, and I think too, like men like to know that you made a good choice. And I think that when couples have been married for a long time, you kind of get a sense of their relationship. Like I, I feel like I can kind of get a sense of people's relationship by obviously how they relate to one another, you know? And if you have a couple who are like, you know, they, they're like, I made a good choice. Like I married a great man. Like he has a lot of great attributes. He's not perfect, but you know, like good, good on me. Like I'm, I, did this, right? You create that. And the same thing on the other side, when a a man is like, you know, I can trust that my wife handles the things that she's responsible for really well. And even if I disagree with like, I don't like how much she spent on that vacuum cleaner or whatever the, the case may be, it's like, no, but I married a really intelligent, you know, woman and she's got this. It's like, that mindset, if you just walk around with that, like you're even stroking your own ego because you're like, I'm really intelligent. Yeah. I married a really good person. That rubs off on the other partner so much. And you can read that and you can feel that. Yeah. 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 That's the that's exactly what we <clears throat> kind of talk about in the program is sorry, let me get a drink. Um <clears throat> You know, we we set up our day, so we start the day kind of identifying what we want to think about our wife, right? So that mm-hmm. it will generate so the feelings yes. that we want towards her. Yeah. A lot of times when I meet guys that are, they're, <laughs> and it's just like you said, like that is, that's what people pick up. That's what I teach and believe, right? What you communicate more than anything else are your feelings and your intentions, right? So and those all drive from what you're actually thinking and believing. So, yeah, you walk, if you're walking around thinking, my wife's amazing, I love her, she's great, right? You feel love towards her. You know, the stuff you do is, you know, has that lens on it, right? Yeah. Uh, that flavor to it, that aroma to it, whatever you want to call it. Um, versus when a lot of guys come, and it's attractive, right? Like, that's attractive to, to you as a wife, to our wives, Versus when you're walking around like, man, my wife doesn't do anything. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm doing everything in this relationship. Why? Why do I have to work so hard? She doesn't work that hard. You, you feel resentful, right? And so even if you do the dishes, but you are feeling angry, right? Yeah. As you're doing them, that's picked up too, and it's very unattractive, right? That resentment, it never attracted anybody. <laughs> anybody else and guys are like no but she should be doing more and it's like well you, you know how's that working for you as far as attracting right. your wife how's to that you? Working for you? <laughs> yeah. and you know what's really interesting is you know the it, it's kind of a cliche phrase but you know you like teach your your kids or whatever like you know what this person thinks about you means more about them than it does about you you know like i i have a lot of teenagers right and i have two teenage daughters and so i'm like really big on the you know maybe she doesn't like you but that says more about her than it does about you right so like yeah. don't get all caught up in what other people think 
But if you kind of reverse engineer that into relationships, your relationship with another person, it says more about your capacity to love than it does about the other person. And so that's kind of what you're saying is that when you start the day and you set your intentions, how do I want to love my, if, if you're talking to the husbands, how do I want to love my wife today? You know, because it says more about me than it does about her. It says more about my capacity to love who I am, my confidence, my ability to lead all of that. And it's going to make me feel more connected to her. Like if I'm like, my wife is amazing. I love her so much. You know, I'm going to go to work and trust that whatever she's doing today is exactly what she should be doing. She's doing, you know, the best that she can. And she's really a champion for our family. That's going to rub off. Not only that, but also your wife is going to feel that in every way, shape, or form. She is going to have the confidence to come through no matter what she does. She's going to feel connected to you. You're going to feel connected to her. I mean, that creates a dynamic that is absolutely just powerful. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I think that's kind of one of the big takeaways for me from our discussion today is just making sure, you know, like I'm very much uh, feeling my wife's competence, intelligence, um, you know, trusting her with that um, and making sure that's coming across to her. Um, so I feel like I'm okay at that book. Kind of talking today, I think I could do a better job. So that's been been good for me too. <laughs> we uh, can all always improve, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also kind of what we talked about, about, like that that moment to listen in the in the evening and um but with that underlying like hey i know you've got this and like i'm here to help however whether that's listening whether that's offering some ideas you know i know you can get it on your own if you need but or if you want or whatever and you're capable but if you want some help i'm here Um, yeah i love that and the practical application of that is really like the crux of everything that i teach which is Weekly date nights, so important. You're basically saying to your spouse, you are so important to me that I cherish this time. And no matter what, every single week, I want to do something with you, just the two of us that is bonding, connecting, making memories, you know, loving on each other, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Date night, and then daily connections, 20 minutes a day. So there's 1,440 minutes every single one of us, no matter how athletic we are, no matter how much we can bench press, no matter how many friends we have, money we make, powerful we feel, like it doesn't matter who we are. Everyone gets the same 1,440 minutes in a day. It's like, what are you going to do with that time, right? 20 minutes a day. It only takes 20 minutes a day to, you know, give your spouse your undivided attention. And that's for the purpose of getting to know them. You know, what, what did you learn today that you got really excited about? Who did you enjoy talking to today? What was your biggest, what did you feel like was your biggest accomplishment today? What do you need? What do you feel like didn't go well today? What are you nervous about coming up? Like get into your spouse's head space, right? Because it doesn't matter how much time you spend together or away from each other, you're experiencing the world very differently. So if you can mark off and protect 20 minutes every day, whether that's a walk after dinner or after the kids go to bed, you know, in the morning before the day starts, whatever it is, 20 minutes, and you can connect on that level of like, hey, 
You are important to me. I care about you. I care about the things you think, the things you experience. I want to be a big part of your life. If you will set aside that time, you like literally will be protecting your marriage. Like that's it. So, you know, 20 minutes a day, three hours a week. That's your golden moment. And then I guarantee your guys, if they do that, they're going to come back to you and be like, holy crap, my wife, like all of a sudden is super attracted to me and I can't keep her, you know, I I can't (laughs) keep her off me. And it's that simple. Yeah. Nice. So, um, yeah, the, so with the couples you work with, do you have sort of a set of questions you usually kind of recommend as they're getting started, like doing these 20 minutes or how do you kind of help them with that? Yeah. So I, I, I kind of just listed them. Like what, what did you learn about that got you really excited today? You know, who did you talk to that was really fun? Um, you know, what are, what are you most excited that you accomplished today? You know, what's on your agenda that you're nervous about, you know, uh, you know, how can I help? One of my favorite questions in the entire world, and this goes back to my husband's father passed away just before I met my husband. And he was an incredible man. And on his grave gravestone, it says, what do we live for if not to make life easier for one another? And that is everyone I've talked to, whoever knew him, that was kind of his mantra. Like people knew him by that sort of philosophy. And I think that's one of the biggest cheat codes I give my my people that you know I work with is you know you can always ask your spouse what can I do today to make your life easier mm-hmm. or if you have a few minutes like what can I do right now that will make your life easier not because I want sex later but because I really care about you and I have some time right now. What can I do to make your life easier? So if that's, you know, matching socks or putting the kids to bed or, you know, planning the vacation, whatever it is, it's like, Hey, I want to make your life easier. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. That's um, a really good one for sure. So, and yeah, kind of like you said, you got to watch out for that, you know, what, what's my intention behind this, you know, that, that action, right. Of asking that question, Hey, what can I do to make your life easier can come from a thought of, well, Hey, like, again, if I, if I do this, you'll probably have sex. Then you're feeling like uh, manipulative kind of, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, your intention is kind of like manipulating her sex versus she can always feel that I'm just, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you're not fooling anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. And this is, this is the weird paradox because, you know, like I said, I work with high achieving guys who are used to um, set a goal, go get it. Right. And so if you're like, have sex with my wife. Okay. Like, you know, I I learned the thing you need to do. Right. I did these four things. Now I'll go do it. The, the, the weird part about it in the paradox is just, you have to just shift that goal a little bit. Right. Where it's, it's not necessarily have sex. It's like, love my wife show her she's important right and then the byproduct of that is like a wife who is attracted to you and you know wants to be physical with you um yeah it's it's one of those weird things (laughs) one of those paradoxes in all of this but once you get it you know you you start believing it (laughs) yeah yeah awesome um well great so 
Yeah, I think we've talked about some really good things. I think if I were to summarize, I'd say, how do you woo your wife, right? First of all, you know, approach her with that mindset of like, this is someone I love. She's amazing. That by itself is going to already start wooing her, right? When you're coming at her with that look of love in your eyes that you admire her and, and value her. Just that in itself, you know, that brings back you know, the look of love or, you know, the way you look at each other when you, when you look at her that way, that comes from how you're thinking and feeling about her. Um, but then on kind of a practical level, uh, you know, taking those 20 minutes a day, you know, and just showing that interest saying, Hey, like, what did you do today? What were you excited about? Who was fun to talk to? One thing I'm picking up in those questions is lots of emotion words. And that does work a lot better than like, what did you do today? Yeah. Well, let's see. I yeah. Some I went to the grocery right. store. I dropped the kids off. And right. Yeah, no, it was like, what did you experience today that was cool? You know, let me into yeah. your world. What were right. you thinking about today that just, you know, got you all excited about life or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. The type of questions you get do give generate a different response. Right. And so, yeah, great advice from Monica here of just like, yeah, what was fun? What What are you worried about? What, what are you anxious about? Who was yeah? Who was fun to talk to? What was exciting? What was difficult? You know, well, it, your brain also just remembers emotional things better typically, so you'll, you'll get a better story. It'll be more interesting. Yeah, if you, yeah, if for you sure. ask those kind of questions. Um, yeah, and then um, so that kind of sets the stage, and then you know. I, I noticed on your website, you had like a flirty text to send and stuff like that. So, you know, doing some of that stuff during the day too, just like introducing the idea, hey, like I find you sexually attractive, right? And letting her know that as you're also demonstrating, not just care for a sexual relationship, but a entire, like in, the reason I say like intimacy, right, is I look at it as you know, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical intimacy in those. You want to develop all of those. Um, so, yeah, super, super good. Any last words of wisdom that you would want to share with uh, with some high-achieving Christian men? <laughs> you know, I love high-achieving Christian men, actually. I mean, I just absolutely, like, you're, you're, the people that you work with are the best people, like just really awesome, awesome humans. And I think I would just tell them, you know, like if you're a high achieving Christian man, you're probably really into, you don't want to get complacent. Like you don't want to fall into a rut. You don't want to do the roommate thing. And, you know, a big part of that is just growing and developing and, you know, problem solving and like learning these skill sets. Relationship is a skill set. It's not like you're born with it or you're not born with it or you're like, I was meant to be in a relationship or whatever. It's like, it's a skill set. And if it's something you want to get good at, you invest your time, your energy, and your financial resources like anything else. So, you know, find great people like Dr. Mike Frazier and, you know, me, and there's tons of us out here that, you know, basically it's not like we're perfect. We have perfect marriages. It's just that like, we're obsessed with this topic (laughs) and, you know, we put ourselves out there with our experiences in hopes of helping people who are interested in learning how to get really good at relationships. So I would say, seek out 
you know, good people in your space that you can relate to, that you enjoy listening to, that inspire you to want to do and be better and then do it. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. Great, great advice. And um, yeah, I agree. It's like, you know, these guys, they, they hire business coaches, they hire, you know, they've gone through a lot of education. Typically, if they're playing a sport, they've hired coaches for that. So yeah, if you want to get good at it, hire somebody that is good at helping people achieve the results you want. Right? And yeah. so like I do that, Monica does that, and we're happy to help you with this. So um, what's the best place for people to find you? Yeah. So my website is just my name, monicatanner.com. And from there you can find my web. Uh, I'm sorry, you can find my podcast secrets of happily ever after you could also find, I have a YouTube channel where I talk about a lot of these things. And my favorite place to help people is inside the passionate marriage club, which is just a group of uh, couples who are trying to up level and learn these skills to really enjoy their relationships. So you can find information about all that just by going to monicatanner.com. Awesome. And I'll put that in, in, in mine in the, in the show. Yes. And tell my listeners where they can find you. Yeah. So you can find me at strongmenstrongmarriages.com. Um, it's also the name of my podcast, Strong Men, Strong Marriages. And uh, yeah, we've got um, the way it works is if you're interested in, in working, you fill an application and then we kind of get back to you on your, on your best next steps. So um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So well, thanks for spending this time with me. This is really, really fun. Yeah. Excellent. I think we, we got some really good takeaways and um, yeah, to help guys have, and men and women have that, you know, intimate marriage that they want. So that had the happily ever after, right? <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Very good. Well, thanks, Monica. Thank you. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes. And share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.